0: This podcast is brought to you by the University of Aberdeen.
1: Hello and welcome back to our Be Well podcasts. Our episode today is being recorded as part of the university's events scheduled for Disability History Month, where the theme is access, how far we've come, how far have we to go? Joining me today I have Abby Brown, Dean of Student Support, and students Shannon B., can we do some quick introductions to our listeners just so they know who you are and why you volunteer to take part in the podcast?
2: Sure, so my name's Abby Brown and I'm a professor in the law school and I'm the university dean for student support and I'm really looking forward to our discussion today. Thanks.
3: Um, I am uh, Sean Wallace. I'm a third year English and film with visual culture uh, student and I, my role within the um, Disabled Students Forum is a sports and education officer and i wanted to take part in the podcast in order to um reach out to to students as part of the forum and let let them know how we can represent them and their concerns my name is b and i am a third
0: year linguistics student i am the convener of the disabled students forum and i wanted to join this podcast to to again rep, 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 represent the forum and like like Shan said um, kind of like give exposure to other d- 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 disabled students who might not know a- a- about us or about what we,
1: we do. Brilliant, thanks so much guys for joining me, I really appreciate giving up your time. So we know that the ongoing coronavirus pandemic has brought many challenges and has particularly been challenging for our disabled community. Support services have been reduced and access to online learning has been tough. How has the university's blended learning approach affected you as a student with disability?
0: Sure, yeah. So for me, I've had, it, that. that there has no, there has been no blend about the situation. It's been completely online and to to an extent, I I understand why the university marketed it as blended learning, but I am um, but I didn't I didn't realize that online learning would be as tough as it was, um, and and to its credit, the university has made online learning relatively accessible. So I'm really glad that. Um, all my lectures well almost all of my lectures um, have, have have had captions for example because it makes them so much easier easier to follow and lecturers have been going in and editing the captions and making sure that like if there's specific terms that the captioning software doesn't pick up they go in and edit them and, and you know what they're talking about um, but but I actually did go home very um, like quite a long time ago because I um because I was like having a lot of trouble with the way that um blended learning was structured I guess
3: yeah I, w- I wanted for in b to begin um mainly because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't the only one who had courses entirely online because <laughs> a lot of Um, well, different courses have have different structures but I found with a lot of the humanities um, schools it's all been completely online and you'd think that would make it easier because you don't have half as much time trying to focus on work but it's very exhausting uh, actually working online the whole time. Um, So so I have heard uh, stories of people going home quite early because, yeah, it's just absolutely draining a lot lot of the time yeah but but again we've only had sort of minor issues with accessibility things like caption glitches and people have been like my lecturers personally have been very approachable if you have um any sort of issue with the content that's on the course or or um with with actually accessing content that's that's online
2: um for each class so. Great. Just, I just come in on that. Obviously, I don't have experience as, as a student. Um, I have been delivering from, from the other side of the fence. Yeah, I think, as both Sean and B have said, it does really vary. The university has really aimed to provide blended learning, but as has been seen, that hasn't happened for all students and from all courses. I personally have been on campus at 8am quite a few mornings so it is happening for some but um, I, I know some students also feel that perhaps it wasn't made clear enough quickly enough exactly what was hoped and be going to be able to be delivered for this term and that's absolutely something that we are thinking of for, for next term as well. I think from from our experience one thing we're really trying to do and we're trying to work with our students as much as we can is to I think as Shan says you think it'll be I think flexibility is great, and flexibility is great up to a point. But actually, having a total lack of structure can sometimes be be a real challenge. So really, try to to balance that flexibility because everyone has totally different commitments, you know, dodgy IT connections, caring responsibilities, with the fact that actually it might be quite useful to know all your students might gather on one particular time in the week, and to perhaps offer that or suggest to students that's something that they might want they might want to raise. Um, I do know them um, for for some students who have chosen to return physic- physically to campus there's been some other opportunities, the, the library has been open, some campus spaces have been open. Some people have find that really great because that can provide instruction, some human interaction. Equally, I do know that, that, that for some students particularly, um, for example, who may use a chair, um, that, that's pro, particular levels of, of, of difficulty as well. So we're really, really trying to you know, work with the forum and with other students to ensure to how we can solve as many of those problems as, as we can.
1: Yeah, I think that the isolation of the remote learning has had a massive, massive impact on mental health, and particularly those who have mental ill health. Do you think that the stigma attached to mental health prevents people from seeking help, and how detrimental is this to the to them and and their learning and their their whole self, really? I, I kind of um,
3: as somebody who who suffers from from some some issues to do with um, mental ill health. It's sometimes very difficult if you're completely on your own and isolated to actually tell that you are ill. So uh, you kind of don't really go to seek help until it's gotten, like, the worst it could get. And that's the difficult part of being able to signpost to people, like, know the signs of when it's actually starting to go downhill more, like, earlier, uh, I suppose. Because that's um, the issue. Because I've only been living with one other person, so we kind of we're able to kind of keep an eye on each other and balance each other out. But if you're both having a bad day, it's really hard to, um, you know, keep and um, keep everybody's um sane. Not to 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 use an inappropriate term, but anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is it is quite quite difficult because um, because often um i mean we've we've all heard the um the the phrase like oh imagine if mental health was treated like physical health but um then again physical health isn't always treated as a, as a s- 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 serious issue but also um there there are times like when someone might just be having a a bad day maybe Something like that has happened to them. They will get sad, and even and even then, a lot of people don't understand that mental illness just isn't the same as having a bad day because you because something happened to you, and and especially with the pandemic, this is such such an ongoing thing that um, that that if you are living alone like like shan said it can be so, so difficult to know to like to to like not adjust because if you keep feeling awful for so many um for so many days you kind of that, that becomes your quote unquote new normal because the pandemic has become the normal and so you just feel awful for ages and you might not like feel like you can get or quote unquote deserve the help because this is because you assume that this this is how it has to be because of the state of the world
2: i i think one thing that that i've perceived um yeah, undoubtedly, across the the student body, we're seeing an increase in mental health issues across staff, across society. I uh, I guess perhaps what we are also seeing though is certainly increased reference to mental health, um, increased recognition that this is an issue. Um, that doesn't mean it's always being solved. It's not necessarily getting all the attention it deserves. Absolutely, but I think perhaps across society we are seeing a lot more, a lot more conversations about it, a lot more recognition that this is actually something which happens. So, I think that is or a positive. Is overstating it, but I think that that, that is a, a good thing. Perhaps from, from previous years when it was much less less spoken about, um, providing support in in lockdown is again particularly difficult all, all the university support services and external services you know are open but they're operating remotely um the counseling services are open but if you've returned home and that's outside the uk they don't work so there, there are there are some, some some twists there um there are some on, online resources um like the quiet wall and together all one thing I think that and again i 'd love to sort of know what 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 B and Shan think about this because it's such an important thing I think is, is communicating the support which is available, and is that done in, in the most effective way, including it as well Of course is, is it the most effective support, but um, the university has has set up a twenty four seven support line going through the winter break, so we hope that that, that will provide. Some, some support um, for, for our students in this pr- particularly challenging time as well as you know there's there, there's been self isolation toolkits and winter break toolkits to i think go, go go some way to helping I really like the the, the the point though you know is is this the new new normal and w- what what is helping with the new new normal what is actually this new new normal is not that is when people should be encouraged to to seek support and, and, how, and how can one interact and, and support and encourage people to, to to call for help or try to provide support or signpost help in the most effective way.
1: Yeah, I think it's think it's absolutely right, right what you're saying and I think it's it is really key to to highlight that although a lot of people have been struggling with their, their mental health in in lockdown, there is a difference between kind of mental well being and, and mental ill health. And I think it is trying to differentiate between the two, of course there's a lot of similarities but there There is a difference with someone who is is struggling with with mental ill health they might need um more additional support and as you say it's, it's when it's continuous, not just like having the one off bad day as such i I think that's it's really important to to kind of point that out and i I mean I was having a conversation with someone the other day and they were talking about how the support has been great throughout lockdown in terms of support for mental health, but that mental health also existed before coronavirus pandemic, that it was an issue. And a lot of the support that's being pushed out to people throughout and probably the whole world is relating to coronavirus. And it's almost undermining those who were suffering with their mental health before the pandemic hit.
0: Yeah I was thinking we can draw like quite an interesting parallel between the phenomenon of like everyone's mental health or almost everyone's mental health dropping like a rock for ages and now we're seeing so many services being being rolled out and mental health being spoken more about and that's a lot that's a very big parallel with like the cycle of how accessibility services seem to work because there's the because there's the view of, oh, only a few people need this, therefore we're not going to provide it. And then, and then on the flip side of that, there's, um, there's, the, um, there's the, I guess, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. When there's suddenly a demand, pe- then people get it. But then, but like there, there has, there was never any reason to leave out the 10 people that needed something specific when it was only then.
3: I was just thinking about a discussion that um, I've had um, with my family, um, or w- w- in fact, with my neighbors, because my neighbor is a lecturer at another university and he was talking about all these online um, resources that they've suddenly had to use during the pandemic, which like at Aberdeen University, it was um, Blackboard as a as a tool, like, um, Aberdeen University has been using Blackboard since I joined university, so for me it wasn't a new thing. Whereas this, sets like a sudden surge in this need for this kind of accessibility, and people are like, "Oh, this is a thing!" But it it's always it always has been there. It's just now that now that it's in desperate need. Like people are like, "Oh, we should do this." <laughs> it's it's kind of because um, that kind of structure should be there like for the people that need it anyway and then you can build on it from there but because a lot of us have had to start from the ground up in terms of building this new online
2: accessibility like it's been a lot harder i i i absolutely agree and i think we can see this in a couple of strands one actually from from my own research which is about um basic intellectual property rights developing vaccines the laws relating to that um and the whole debates about who rewards, who shares, we're seeing on COVID, but we've seen this for every other international health crisis ever, AIDS, Ebola, malaria. Um, but there's been a lot of different approaches because this is COVID, it's global, it's affecting the West, it's affecting the North, however one, one, one wants to do it. And I think this is exactly the same point which B and Shan are, are showing um, a lot of things which are being done. Yeah, we have Blackboard. I think it's fair to say we probably all members of staff didn't explore it to its fullest potential, and they are now it's, they've been pushed to do that. Now they shouldn't have had to be pushed to do that, but everyone is balancing so many of different things, um, and so I think um, trying to be positive about it. You know, a lot of lessons have been learned that, that these things really should should continue um i think also i know the point's been made and i hope you're going to make it to me again but the things like e- extensions flexibility different forms of assessment that a lot of students have been calling that for the past and that's been difficult now of course it's still difficult but um to be to be pushed to do it through the pandemic has enabled new options to be identified and i think it's really important that everyone continues to, to work together to ensure that we can maintain the best of that as well as of course reflecting on what, what what the the old world if we ever were to return to any element of that may also be worth considering
0: yeah um yeah um abby was talking about if, if extensions um um, you you might be aware that I think what has happened in the uni and a lot of other unis across the UK um is that a lot of um a lot of people are getting um e- extensions to an extent that um every, everyone on the course gets a like soft extension granted by the co- course co- coordinator, but but disabled students' needs, are, as far as I can tell, I haven't. Really been taken into account in that respect, um, or or that's what like people um, people who I know like have been saying because um, because as as far as I can see, um, disabled students if if they would normally need a one week or one day extension because of their needs that's been granted to everyone but for the pandemic but they're still experiencing the the, the pandemic. Um, and they have their needs, so I'm not really sure what's what's going on with that. Like if it's then
3: the ordinary struggle, well not the, the the struggle of living in lockdown, but then also having your needs is is something else that we need to take into account. Because I I was going to say that um, my English course, I think. I don't know whether it's just for disabled students or for the entire student body but I think it came into force last year that we could get an automatic weeks extension if we miss the deadline for our assessment and knowing that that's there without having to ask for it is really helpful. Um, So I don't know whether something like that might be useful in other uh, disciplines. Also, um, my, f- my film uh, coordinator has been really approachable in terms of if you only need a day or so, if you just send her an email, like that can be granted like as soon as you need it, rather than having to go through a, a huge long-winded process in terms of um, access to, to that extra time.
2: Yeah, I, I think I think there's a couple a couple of strands here, and it's it's so important. I think there's I think there's a point of if people for, for any reasons, and we're also looking at looking beyond the disability in, in relation to grant to granting extensions. Um, for that to be clear, for that to be straightforward, for that for that to be flexible, and I absolutely agree with that. What, what we have seen a lot of change um, when we've moved in the main, other than for extreme regulatory reasons, um, from closed book exams to more ongoing forms of assessment, um, is and it, it's such an interesting question. Um, the, the focus has, has been very much, and we've been really working with our, our disability te- team on this, is to ensure that the, the, the term which is set for completion of the assessment is genuinely inclusive. So um, now it's varied on the, 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 May di- the May diet and then assessments over, over this term we're just finishing. But very broadly, a piece of work might be expected to take say three hours. And if you did that exam in the example, it would say take three hours. And often um, the decision is being made, okay, we're going to give everyone a week or we're going to give everyone two weeks. And the aim is very much that so that really is inclusive for everyone. So that's, now, I know that can be perceived. As that is taking away from the the, the disabled student, um, or, or for other needs, but the aim has been very much to ensure that as long that it, this really is only supposed to take two or three hours, but we are giving two weeks. Now that that may be to take into account that the disabled need it may be because your Wi-Fi has gone, it may be maybe because because you, you are caring. And I I do think that that is is appropriate and strong advice, and that is is a really good inclusive practice. I think the really important thing is to ensure that that is really being made as clear as it can, and we're collaborative as we can in getting that that message out. And I think there probably still is some work to do there. Um, I definitely do know, and I suspect I would... I'm quite relieved I'm not having to do assessments in this period. If I had a week to do an assessment, it's very tempting to take a week to do the assessment. And if there's a perception that everyone else is taking the week to do the assessment, then I can see people who would normally get extra time, if it wasn't an example, um, f- feeling that they are being being disadvantaged. But I do know that colleagues are are making it really clear that the expectations it takes three hours that this is, pre- sometimes it's a, it depends on the discipline, sometimes there's a word limit which is indicative, lots of clarity as to the marking guidance to be made clear that this really is not expected to take you a week or two weeks or two days, What, what whatever it is. But I absolutely take the point that it's a, it's a really, really important and there probably is still some more work in really clarifying what's what is being done because it was one thing i think to make what i have to say i i do think is the appropriate decision another thing to ensure that everyone do see why we really are trying to, to make it fair and i i said really welcome any thoughts that, that that b and chan have on that yeah i
1: think that's been one of the advantages of the the online learning is that there's been so many different opportunities for for everyone to to take advantage of whether it be have you know more more time to to focus on, on on your assessment and to really kind of get get the best out of the work that you've got and i do think that the the extra time being allowed for for others is so important because as you say like there's been many times where i i've been in meetings and my my wifi's cut off and you know you miss part of that and it would be really unfair to disadvantage a student through something that they have no control over whether their internet access or or, or Wi-Fi, you just, you just never know. And I guess um, the important thing for me is that you often don't know the struggles that, that everyone is going through. So it, it's really important that our academic staff are supporting each and every student through their own their own needs really to help them get through this period and, and going forward so I wonder if um you guys have had any other positive experiences from being at home has there been any opportunities advantages to this way of learning
3: um I've been quite heavily involved in, in um a campaign for for um Student, um, better student accommodation for um d- disabled students, which is something I don't think I would have the confidence to to speak about if it was in person, uh, and th- things things like that. Um, uh, I went to uh, a national um union of students conference uh quite early on in lockdown as well, which is something because it's a national conference and there's lots of people. Like I don't think I would have had the uh, physical energy or the confidence to actually attend those those kinds of l- large scale uh, national events. So for me, it's been quite an um, open opportunity.
2: <laughs> um, um, yeah, I, I guess for, from from my side. Um, I've really enjoyed, as well as it being slightly scary. Yeah, really, as I say, to have been pushed to really take advantage of, say, the the blackboard. We call it my Aberdeen um, teaching opportunities. Um, the joy to have put to have sort of split one's class into breakout rooms and to have brought them back again and not left anyone in cyberspace it is a huge personal kick um, i've seen real enthusiasm from students when they realize that they have not been left in cyberspace um, and that has unlocked a lot of a lot of discussion we've worked together to learn exactly how to use an interactive whiteboard together and um, Maybe some students who don't like so much speaking in class, and I must confess, in my campus-based classes, I'm very keen in a you know hopefully a, a supportive manner, encouraging everyone to speak. Some people really would rather not speak, um. So say being being in the whiteboard or being able to use the chat function more, being able to use automated polls more, can I think be a really really good way of um challenging us all in new ways and perhaps also enabling others as others to thrive. So I think that's that's really good. I think um. Although it's a shame not to be able to teach on campus and it's a shame not to be able to go to teaching and learning conferences and to research conferences across the UK, across the world. Um, Equally, I think I've probably participated in many more discussions. Um, I do remember, and it seems a lifetime ago, but um, in April, um, being part of discussions with colleagues at universities who were in Hong Kong, who'd gone through the unrest there, who'd had their campuses closed, um, being able to speak to them about how things were going, posing them questions about, about, about disability and how they, they had faced with that. I would not have gone on a plane to go to Hong Kong for environmental cash, time reasons, all of those things. So it's been really, really great. Uh, and I think I, I would build on what has what says. A lot of the discussions w- with students from across the university, with colleagues from different parts of the university, we, we have all had to change. And in some ways, although I think we probably all agree that many of us also spend far too long on—we happen to be on Teams for now, but on all sorts of other different platforms—it it can be easier, maybe, to have to have a dialogue to start. Some to just say, you know, how might we be able to address these these different perspectives? How might we be able to work together to meet this new challenge? In in, in perhaps a way that that, that might be harder to do in person. Equally you lose the informal quick chat as you're coming out of the room. So there's, there, there's, there's lot there's lots of differences.
3: I think the informality comes in a different form though, as well as like, if there's technical difficulties, you're all kind of laughing that off as it starts to, you know, happen. Um, and I, yeah, I think it's still quite, uh, like it's, it's actually in some ways it can be even more informal than just the kind of in-person chats and those kinds of things, but yeah.
2: Yeah, I think the parallel meeting and the chat function, for example, I think it's just a very different way of, um, or, or, and it can be genuinely effective. You know, it is a parallel conversation while the main meeting is able to take place and then one can intervene immediately rather than having to wait for, for the next meeting or, or, or to follow up in writing. So I, I think there are a, a lot of advantages. We probably would never have wanted to be here, but um, we've been forced and I, again, I just to the point we shouldn't have, have always needed to have been forced, but we, ha- we have been forced. Some things, of course, have had to stop because of lockdown, which may have been helpful from the disability support side too. Um, but hopefully that we can, as we move further to a new, new, new normal, wherever we are in the news, um, to really retain you know, some of the really strong progress and new practices and, and new engagement we've, we've been able all to build.
1: Absolutely. I think there has been a lot of positives. And as you say, there has been so many different ways of getting people to engage. And like you say, the, the kind of chat function on Teams is really, really great for those who maybe don't have the confidence to speak up in a meeting or a lecture that their opinion and their, is still valuable, that they can put it in that way. Or it's also a way to get them engaged in the conversation they've they've popped their opinion in so then you can open up the conversation in the meeting or the forum whatever forum you're in to let that person have their say which i think is really great because some people just wouldn't think oh i want to share my opinion in that way b have you had any experiences
0: i have i i i do like being able to go to um events online but I think but the the zoom slash teams fatigue has just gotten so bad in the last few months and like it's just ever present and um so I try and avoid um all like a, a lot of events now and is kind of hip 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 hypocritical of me to say since I like I'm in a lot of societies and I like when people show up to events um but then again I understand why not as many people might be coming to events now because it just is so tiring to attend from a from a pro- processing perspective and pro- and processing capacity um point of view instead of having to like walk to be there
3: yeah like I found I guess it's it's less like that now because I'm at home and it's you've got a lot more opportunity to kind of relax and recuperate. But when I was working in my flat in Aberdeen, I had this tendency to attend my, like, online classes and then do nothing for the rest of the day, like no social interaction, just, just blank out because I would just be so exhausted. And you would end up with, I would personally end up with, no like mental energy or anything left anymore so just
1: yeah yeah absolutely I've completely um concur with with what you're saying the the teens fatigue is 100% real and I've I found myself that certainly when uh, lockdown first happened that I'd have friends it would be like oh shall we have like a, a zoom call and I I honestly could couldn't do it. I was like, no, I've spent all day like on a screen and as much as I wanted to chat to my friends, it it just it just wasn't the same and I really struggled with speaking to them online. So I that kind of leads me on quite nicely to has there been any support services and resources that you can recommend to our listeners that have helped you for those that are maybe struggling with getting reasonable adjustments in place or being able to access support do you have any advice for anyone that could be struggling i would say um i i
0: personally do have a lot of um a lot of internalized negativity about um Getting my, myself an extension, and for people listening, I can understand if 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 you feel like that too. Um, but if anyone needs an extension, it's 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 now, and um, and a ton of lecturers and teachers are being really understanding of the hell we are all going through, and um, and so so what I'd say is don't don't like be scared of asking for extensions and because it is very likely that you will get it and um, um, what else um, I'm not sure if I have any other like
3: support um, recommendations to give what I would say would be um i think um I, I guess what really got me through my course um was using any time to email my my tutors or my lecturers and just arrange some sort of call or just an email back back and forth if you got any questions they're still they're still there <laughs> There's still people that you can go and speak to even if you don't have an in person office hour because my my tutors they both had um like a teams meeting set up within the same sort of time frame as their their usual like in person office hours. That was um I found really helpful just to talk out your kind of idea for a a, a piece of coursework or, or anything you're you're worrying about as you go along the, the material, that kind of thing.
2: Uh, and again I guess I'm on the other side of the discussion here again but yeah I, I couldn't agree more um, whether we're academics uh, um, in terms of d- d- delivering teaching and learning, um, whether it's with our personal tutor hat on, whether it's our more specialist student support and counselling team, we really are here, we really do do want to help, um, we are very much aware that we should be as proactive and inclusive as we can as making it clear what students are to do shouldn't have to ask and things should work but if if students are struggling and that can be an extension that can be um if you're from aberdeen you will know the c6 if you're listening from outside aberdeen it's our kind of warning system from the from the academic side of things That an event an event has been missed please please do get in touch with your personal tutor or with your course organizer and and ask for help and ask for guidance and um, obviously, I, I can't answer for every circumstance, but I'm pretty sure it will be, it will be provided. I know, and again, being Shan will be able to speak much more effectively to this, but I know that things can seem a little bit overwhelming and you're getting all these emails and you don't quite know what they mean. Um, but it's our job to, to help you and to try to unpick that. So so please, please do um, think about contacting the academic as well as, of course, the fantastic work done, done by the forum and ISA and, 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 and other groups
1: yeah I think that's absolutely key that if anyone is is struggling and they're unsure of the support available or if they're struggling to access anything there there really is so many people at the university that that want to help you. We're here to make your your life easier, not um any more t- challenging than it already is, so please 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 reach out if you are struggling. I would just like to round up by saying thank you so much to Abby Shan and B for joining me today and sharing your stories and experiences. It's been great chatting with you. I'll leave details of the Students' Disabilities Forum in the comments for anyone who would like more information about the group or to join the group. Please get in touch with them. Thank you to you, our listeners, for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed the episode. Um, take care, and I'll speak to you all soon.